Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Yes, we made it. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show with you till 8 in the p.m., Got a big show tonight. So so big, I can't even run down all the things we got. You're going to get lost in the shuffle if I tell you everything that's coming up on the sh- uh, tonight on the show. Do you know what's weird? So I was off this Monday for Labor Day. I was out of town. And you think, oh, four-day week, a breeze. I'm more tired today than I would be on a normal Friday. Oh, I know. It takes forever, these four days. I usually, not for me. Drags. Usually it's like, I, oh, I'm just four I, days today. I feel like we had to pack extra stuff in, and that's why we're tired. Is that what it is? That's what it feels like to me. My yeah. schedule was all off. I barely could get out of bed this afternoon. Literally. The only reason I got out of bed was Bosco's like, hey, it's time to eat, Dad. Let's go. <laughs> Let's wake up. Um, we, we do have some big stuff to talk about. Jay Black's going to join us and uh, break down tomorrow's big Georgia Bulldog game and the big ceremony before that. Uh, Drew Belin from The Optimist is going to talk about a great event going on Sunday. Uh, but I'm going to go back to my trip Monday. Uh, you know, I was out of town for Labor Day weekend, and I met one of my uh, high school buddies at the Goshen Fair, which is the great fair in Connecticut. And he's got... He's my age, 45, but he's got like a newborn toddler. I don't know. I can't tell how old. The, 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 how I have no. Well, how old is, is the, the kid? Is it walking? Nah, I don't know. So like one or two, right? It could be yeah, six months or, or eight years old. I don't know the difference between <laughs> any Anything of that. after about one or two is considered a toddler. Well, here's, I'll give you a hint. They they just said their first word. So how old is that? Probably one. It's probably one. Okay. Yeah, two, they're toddlerish there. there. Like I said, somewhere between six months and eight years. If they're not years. in school, they're a toddler. So the, the story is this kid said it's his first word. Guess what his first word is? This blew my mind. Aram. No, <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> that was my guess. Yeah. Bacon. No, I, what, what do you think a normal first word? I'll, I'll hurry, hurry, poopies. Mom or dad. Mama, dad, dad. Pet's name, right? Hi. Those are, those are usually the common first words. This kid's first word was banana. Oh, okay. He probably likes to eat banana. I was like, food. does he listen to the Mark Aram show? Because I, I, I call <laughs> you guys the banana. And that blew my mind. I was like, no way. And the kid would say there, banana, banana. But I mean, he couldn't like fully pronounce it. Like, right, right. Nah, nah, banana, banana, banana. And Are you sure he was saying banana, not just Yeah, rambling? no, it was, it was definitely, <laughs> there was enough of the, uh, there were enough consonants in like there. like reaching for a banana, too? I don't know. He just kept saying banana, banana. Um, so I went and did some research on first words, and that's actually not an uncommon first word for a child. Yeah, I guess not. I, I didn't know kids ate, loved bananas so much. So according to the research in English, the 10 most frequent first words for kids in order are mommy, daddy. So apparently, mommy beats daddy. Yeah, obviously. Ball is number three. Okay, yeah, yeah I see that. Ball don't lie. That's number three. <laughs> number four is buy. Number five is high. Number six. This to me is is lower on the list, and I thought is no. I thought that would be the kid's first word. Like no, no. because you're usually trying not to teach them that. Okay, so all right. Uh, number seven, dog. Yeah. Number eight, baby. Number nine, I don't think this counts as a word. Woof woof. I don't, I don't know if that. I don't know if that actually. Well, that counts might as be considered as dog before they know dog. And number ten is banana. So I thought my kid was my friend's kid was either like super special or right. super smart. Yeah, no. So I was like that's an incredible first word, banana. It's just a normal kid. It's a normal thing. So that's in English. In Hebrew, banana is number seven. <laughs> wow. What the hell's going on? <laughs> and in Hindi, uh-huh. banana's Hindi. number nine. Wow. Oh, I know it's not in Spanish. Well, all right, what, yeah, it's not in Spanish. I can tell you that much. Since, since Chuck's off tonight, Longoria, yeah. you're the only one with kids. Do you remember your kids' first words? It was probably mommy and daddy. Not uh, banana, though. No, it wasn't banana. But it was, <laughs> I mean, that, was, that wasn't too far after. But banana. I don't think. But I don't think she said, uh, Lily didn't say banana. She said... Uh, I think it's she. She got the B right, but the Anna part wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. It was like Bob. That's what I thought. Else. Like that's a tough 
first word. My buddy Ron's like, yeah, her first word. His first word's banana. I was like, get the hell out of here. It didn't help that we were playing Gwen Stefani's that S is banana oh. <laughs> <laughs> around her. That's the only reason I know how to yeah. spell that word is because of that song. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This ish is bananas. B-A-N-A-S. Anyway, <laughs> I was, I was blo- bananas. I thought, I was like, wow, this kid's like either a genius or there's something wrong with him. Because whose first word is bananas? Well, maybe but it's, it's her favorite fruit. It's yeah. common, not only in English, but in Hebrew and Hindi. That's a, that's a top 10 first word. So I was curious what my uh, first words are. So I text my mom on the Piccadilly uh, hotline, and she said, uh, these. she sent me four back, so I don't know. Uh, mama, Dada, No, and Up. So you knew, you knew No right I did, off the... I did No, No right <laughs> off the bat. And Up, I would imagine, like, pick me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, 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 Up. Like when they want you to pick them up and carry you. Yeah. yeah. Up, so up, up. I, I just want to have fun on a Friday. There's no, nothing huge local going on. Dorian's going out to sea. Just to want to have some fun. A baby's first words. Um, what were your kids or grandkids' first words? Something unusual. I mean, if it's mom and dad, I don't need to hear from them. Right. My, I, no my call. brother's oldest uh, daughter, my oldest niece, hers was Huela, which is Spanish for grandma, which yeah. made my parent or her oh, mom wow, and dad yeah. really angry because my mom would babysit for them sure. all the time. So she would say, Huela. Huela. And like, what? My mom's like, or my brother's like, stop babysitting. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> At least it wasn't cascajones. Well, she doesn't know what those are. That would have been, no one knows what that is. Scott, who's filling in for low T-Chuck tonight. Scott, do you have kids? I'm sorry, I don't know this. But yeah, I got two kids, a boy and a girl. Do you know what their first words were? Dad for both of them. No kidding. Are you just saying that for the radio so you look like a, a good father? Yes. All right. Absolutely not. All My right. kids love me. I'm, I'm diehard, man. I'm old school. How old are the kids now? Second grade, fourth grade. Can they say bananas yet? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, back. All right. So I want to know your kids or grandkids, whatever. Huela, bananas, dad. Huela? What's I want, huela? What did you say it was? Huela. 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 Uh, if, it's, if it's something normal, like mom and dad, I don't want to hear. But if you have an unusual first word, I want to hear from you. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK or on Twitter at Mark Aram. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I already got one on Twitter, Deb Green. This is pretty funny. Deb Green, by the way, the producer of the Mark Aram Show. Uh, Doug's uh, third child's first word was... SpongeBob. That's fantastic. SpongeBob. That's, that's a hard word. That is a very hard word. I don't know how the pronunciation went on it, but SpongeBob, that's a SpongeBob. Well, that's only two syllables. I guess that'll work. All right, let's kick things off having fun on a Friday. Hamilton's in Griffin. Hamilton, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, man. So I don't know if you guys have a bleep button, so I'll spare it. Um, my little cousin said the S word for his very first word. No kidding. Right in front of everybody. It was a hoot. That's pretty amazing. I'm, I, I, I could see that happening. Because I know enough parents where at a certain age they'll stop swearing in front of their kids. Yeah, because you know they're starting to pick it up. Exactly. But as babies, I'm sure they're saying it like, you know, dropping swear words all the time. Oh, yeah. oh it doesn't matter until the first word is a bad <laughs> word. Ashley's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Ashley. Hi, how are y'all? Excellent. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. We're headed to dinner, but my husband said his first word was Oli, which was his dog. Always? Oli. Spell he it. He used to say Oli, Oli, Oli. Oh, Oli. That's an interesting name for a dog and interesting uh, first. Where are you going for dinner, by the way? I'm starving. I'm just curious. Um, we are going to Olive Garden. Oh, excellent. Can I tell you I'm losing sleep about that Olive Garden thing? That you didn't get that $500 card? I No, the lifetime card. Yeah, yeah. for 500 bucks. That's absolutely killing me that I didn't get that. Free food forever for $500. Well, $500. Can you go with the listener that called and no. like split a plate or something? Well, maybe, but it's one It's one person, non-transferable. But they don't know if you're at the same table. They don't know who you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can't go. They'll be like, you're not Steve Bedrosian or whoever it was. Jim's in Cumming, Georgia. Jim, first word, uh, what do you got? Hey, Mark, you're going to love this one. My grandson, about his first word was, his favorite show, Jeopardy. Really? Yeah, really. That's, that's what I said. Really? That's pretty <laughs> remarkable. So I guess, you know, the the beginning of the show, this is Jeopardy. That left uh, an yeah. impression on him. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's what I'm talking about. That's better than banana, Jeopardy. Now, if you say your first word's Jeopardy, you better go on to do great things in life. You right. know, you better, you better go better on. Be smart. Like win it. Or go on Jeopardy or, be, you know, become a doctor or something. 
brain surgeon like Russ's ex-girlfriend, you need to do something well. If your first word is Jeopardy, that means you you have above al- above average intelligence. Renee's up but next in Lawrenceville. Hello, Renee. Hi. My daughter Lydia's first words were sit down. She's like, sit down. <laughs> That's awesome. And she remained that bossy as she got older. <laughs> no, not really. No, why do you think she it's picked up sit down? Busy. She was that busy, though. Uh, because she got told that a lot. <laughs> oh, she was just mimicking what you were saying to her. Right. She wasn't She wasn't telling you to sit down. Like, sit right. down, Mom. Enough of the strained mm-hmm. carrots. I don't need any more. Sit down. Jackie's in Roswell. Jackie, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hi. Um, my daughter, and this is a long time ago, but, um, she had two older brothers. So she had a five-year-old brother and a three-year-old older brother, Mm -hmm. and, uh, which she still does, but of course they're much older. But anyway, her first word, I mean, word, and we couldn't believe it, was McDonald's. She didn't exactly (laughs) say McDonald's, but that's what she was trying to say. But if she couldn't get the um, full word out, McDonald's, (laughs) but she was trying. That's exactly right. Wow. they thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> that that might have been Johnny Kilbasa's first words. Remind me to text him and see what his first words are. <laughs> Logan's in Paulding County. Logan, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Love 95.5. I listen to this show and every other show all day, every day. Preach, so, buddy. Thank give, you so yeah, much. Giving you all props. Um, the only witness to this was my deceased wife. And for God oh, rest her. Sorry, um, yeah, it's okay. But... Um, our daughter was still on the floor stage, you know, uh, on her back and sucking on a pacifier, maybe, gosh, six months or somewhere or less. And she parroted us. I, uh, my wife asked, uh, well, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And I said, I don't know. We would just cook what you got, you know, cook what you got. And we heard it again. And where did that come from? And we looked down and she said it again. I swear to everything Cook I know. what you got? That's not even a yeah. word. That's a whole phrase right there. Exactly. And Th- that was the only phrase she ever said. After that, it was just dada, mama, a couple years Tell later. Tell me she went on to become a world-famous chef. I'm still working on it. She's only four. <laughs> She'll be five in October. Oh, good. We got plenty of time. Logan, thanks for listening. I appreciate you calling in. Your kid's first word, something off the wall. My buddy's son, one year old, bananas. To me, that is bananas as his first word. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. My friend's son's first word was banana. Any odd-the-ball first words for your kids on The Mark Aram Show? Eric's in Atlanta. Eric, what was your uh, kid's first word? It wasn't my kid. It was my brother. Okay. And uh, he was, when he was like a year and a half old, and he hadn't said a single word, and he was just you know, everybody was anticipating his first words, and and he was a happy little boy. And we're watching TV one day in the living room, and he's crawling around on the floor. He sits up during the commercial, and his eyes were locked to the TV. And after the commercial was over, he said, Duncan Hines. <laughs> That's remarkable. I'm hungry. I want a Duncan Hines cake, Longoria. Make it happen during news, weather, and traffic. We'll come back. Your kids' first words, 404-872-0750. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB. Hi, this is Lewis Gusset Jr. This is the Mark Aram Show. If you have any common sense, you should listen to the Mark Aram Show. Thanks, Louis Gossett Jr. Don't forget, when you're home, you can listen to the Mark Aram Show via Amazon Alexa or the WSB radio app. But if you miss any of our show... You can uh, check out the podcast on WSBRadio.com or iTunes. Most of the gang here today, Deb Green, Longoria, Loti is off. Scott's uh, sticking around and screening your calls. We were talking about kids' first words, children's first words. My buddy from high school, I met his son over the weekend, and his son's first word is banana, which I thought was bananas, but it turns out that's a fairly popular first word. What was your kid's first word? And then on a related story, Deb, uh, this is a study out of England. I did a lot of research on the show tonight, guys. I hope you're proud of me. Deb had none of, nothing to do with any of these stories, unfortunately. I was putting audio together. Exactly. <laughs> so the story, it was a study out of England, and they're suggesting that parents stop using, like, made-up terms for body parts with their kids and, like, oh, sure. physical, like, uh, so when I was, all right, so when I was a kid, when I had when I went to the bathroom number two, mm-hmm. we we called it a duty. Sure, <laughs> yeah. right. And, and if I broke wind, it was a fuffy. <laughs> you know, the way you have these pet words. <laughs> yeah, duty. ours is toot. Toot, exactly. Uh, but I don't know if they're saying don't use that. But for like for body parts, they're saying don't call it flower 
or they're saying use the... Anatomical term? Yeah, so that there's less of a stigma when it comes... So if you're taught to never use that word and call it it a flower or whatever... Everything is gender neutral now. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, I guess. But I don't... I mean, I don't know. What do you... you We refer to it as kooka. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what you're not supposed to do. Kooka. They did get confused because then they got confused between... The front and the back, yeah. like they would be like, about. yeah, yep. they would be like, my kooka hurts, and we were like, oh, we thought maybe it was the front, but no. it was really like, the oh, back kooka. right. Yeah. So then we kind of had to like kooka, yeah, kooka, <laughs> kooka was the word we used. Uh, that was that was my wife. She made it up. I went with it. All right. So it's not it's not a Spanish translation. <laughs> of it. No, 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 no. no. There's right. nothing Spanish. You about know, the that. next time I'm, I'm in front of Longoria's daughters, I'm going to ask Longoria how his kooka's <laughs> feeling. Oh, yeah, Just, they'll tell you. <laughs> they'll tell you. What about like like duty? What do you what do you call that? Uh, just going potty. Potty. Yeah. Hurry, hurry, poopies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> hurry, hurry, But toot is, you know, passing gas. So, and so Longoria, cool. Longoria when, his, when he had his dogs, again, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> yeah. When he wanted to go to the bathroom, he would he would say, hurry, hurry, poopies to the dogs to make him go. <laughs> and at, at his daughter, at Longoria's daughter's birthday party, I went up to his daughters. I'm like, hurry, hurry, poopies. Hurry. And they're like, no. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was interesting that you should use the anatomically correct terms with your children instead of... As long as they do that in schools, because honestly, kids are with their teachers probably more than parents. So if they're saying it at school, they'll probably pick it up more than they would at home. But the problem is you got parents like Longoria that are making up words. Yeah. So, you know, your daughter goes to teach her, hey, my kooka is itchy. Yeah, we did have to explain that to a couple of teachers (laughs) what that meant. But I think it would make it simple if you use the actual words. like As long as people stop being offended by the actual uh, words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why people get offended because at an early age we're taught... Those are words you shouldn't say. Right, right. You know, I don't, I see right now. I don't even want to say them on the air. Exactly. It's like <laughs> don't it's, say it's it. like you have to whisper. Exactly. It. <laughs> I, I don't want to say it. That that's because when I was a kid, I don't remember what my uh, what my parents called my kuka when I was. <laughs> yeah, a I don't. Kid. I don't remember. I have either. no recollection anyway. <laughs> Chuck and his mom would know though. Remember that story? Yeah, we'll do that again. All right. So, what was your kid's first word? Not to change subject. Steve's in Ackworth. Steve, what was your kid's first words? Hey, buddy, uh, my kid's first word was Agassi, as in Andre Agassi. <laughs> <laughs> he heard it on uh, on the news or whatever and just blurted out Agassi, man. <laughs> I'm going to go on the record and say your kid is the first child in the history of world of the world to have their first word be Agassi. I can't imagine it. Even, even Agassi's kids wouldn't have Agassi as a first word. That's pretty remarkable. Peppers and Marietta. Pepper, welcome to the show. Hi, um, I have two of them for you. Okay. My daughter, she, um, her first word was remote controller as a remote control. <laughs> That's she just awesome. She ran all the way together. So even at this age of eight, she only gets four hours of TV remote a week. Because I'm like, oh my God, idiot box. That's fantastic. And, yeah, and my son was Melvin, which is his granddaddy's name, but nobody calls him Melvin except for his wife, Mama. Because uh, everybody calls him Big Daddy, so but he calls him Melvin. Melvin, I, I'm glad yeah. you. I'm glad you didn't have an ex boyfriend named Melvin Pepper. That would have gotten awkward. It would have been horrible. Yeah, your your husband like Melvin, the guy you dated in high school. What the hell's going on with that? <laughs> Charlie's in Gainesville. Charlie, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, buddy. My son was my son was born overseas when I was in the army, and it was a military word. His first word was hua. Hua. No, not hoo-ha. 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 That was his first. And it just ticked my ex-wife off to no means. Now, if you are from Brooklyn or Staten Island or the Bronx or Queens, uh, hoo is is not a good word. Well, the the correct word now, Mark. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yeah, your sister's a hoo you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that yeah, so that would that wouldn't fly well <laughs> in the five boroughs. Your sister's a hua. I can say that on the I'm not actually saying the word. Um, I just think scent of a woman. Yeah. Hoo-ha. Yeah. Ho- awful movie, by the way. If you watch that again, that was not a good movie. I mean at the time you're like, oh, this is great. No, it wasn't that good. All right, uh, do you know what is good? Russ in Gainesville. He's coming up next. 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Your kids' first words. Uh, if the lines are full, you can tweet at me, at Mark Aram on Twitter, Instagram at Mark Aram. Hang tight. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. 653, by the way, Deb Green, I know you want to note it was... Uh, 
and eight on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter today. Russ joins us in Gainesville. Russ, here. welcome to the Russ, show. Come here a minute. I want to talk to What's you. What's going on, brother? Hey, buddy. Can you hear me? I'm on speaker. Perfect. What was your girlfriend's first words? I, my girl, <laughs> she's right here next to me. Pamela. Remember Pamela? Oh, of course. She's so beautiful. She's so, sitting right next to me. Say something, Pam. Hello. Pam, he there thinks you're hotter than the copper tone model that he once dated. <laughs> she is. Pam is, 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 everybody wants Pam. In fact, I'll tell you what, there's a couple of guys that owe me money because they both bet me I'd never get her. And and you just scooped her up on a park bench and took her for margaritas. Well, no, nah, it wasn't that easy. I, I, it was a long time before she finally went with me. Excellent, it was excellent. Very difficult. Uh, yeah. uh, Russ, I'm going to put you. I'm going to keep you locked in. I want to get a couple calls on before we let you go. Doug's in Tucker. Doug, what was your kid's first word? So my son uh, pronounced the word vacuum as vacuum. That was his first word. That's an interesting first word. Went up to went, grew up to be a housekeeper like Alice on the Brady Bunch. JC's in Jefferson. JC, what was your kid's first word? I don't know, but I got I got a magic trick for you. Okay, hang on the line. Uh, Longoria is going to talk to you about the magic trick. Teresa is up next on the Mark Aram Show. Teresa, what was your kid's first word? Hi, Mark. It wasn't his first word that was so unusual, but his fourth word. Okay. Because I worked for um, a cookie and cracker company. So, my son's fourth word was goldfish. Goldfish? <laughs> goldfish. All right. He actually said goldfishies. They're delicious. That's not bad. <laughs> he developed a uh, an eating disorder later in life. But uh, Bob's in Gainesville. Bob, what was your kid's first word? Believe it or not, it was onion head. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, nice. I, think, I think we have star of the show. By the way, I haven't been able to work that into a conversation yet. Although Maya, Maya my called wife, me an onion head last night, which is pretty funny. Yeah. My wife's favorite word was crap. So naturally, this precious little baby girl says crap. C-R-A-C-K? Oh, crap. Oh, oh, crap. Uh, Marietta's in Marietta. Is that true? Is your name Marietta and you live in Marietta? Yeah, that's my name. That's destiny. I know, right? I'm not even from here. What was your kid's first name, Marietta and Marietta? His name is Brent, and his first word was Coke. Like cocaine or Coca-Cola? No, I didn't even say that. Like Coca-Cola. Like Coca-Cola. That was his favorite drink. Wow. Great parents, right? No, yeah. How how are those dental bills later on in life? Uh, they were okay. <laughs> I, I, my parents rarely let me have soda when I was a kid. I still haven't let they them They never soda. kept it in the house. And when they did, it was like diet raspberry ginger ale or something like that. <laughs> Russ, you got, a, you got a son. What was his first word? Do you remember? I think it was defects. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you and Pamela doing uh, this weekend? You got any big plans? There's a band across the street at this place called uh, Recess, and they play old disco music, like from the 70s, like Burn, Baby, Burn. Like, and they're fantastic, and I'm trying to talk her into going there with me. Well, listen, there's a ton of great stuff coming up this weekend. Brittany from Access Atlanta is going to join us next half hour and break it all down. Um, all right, JC and Jefferson. JC, what's the magic trick, buddy? Okay. Pick a number between 1 and 10. Do I tell you what it is? You can if you want to. Sure. Okay, I did. Now what? Okay. Take your number 10 if you pick that one. Take the one and flip it upside down, and here's your magic. Boom, there's your 10. You're, you're exactly right. Good job, JC. Did you get that longer? Did you copy that? I, I got it. I got right. wrote it down for my daughters. What do you, what do you, what, what do you, your daughters call the thing? Kuka? Kuka. Kuka. All right. <laughs> That one got me right in the kooka. He got me on that <laughs> he one. He did get you right he in the kooka. Right in the kooka. All right, uh, coming up after news, weather and traffic, Jay Black, WSB Radio Sports Director. Not fake Jay Black from the Yvonne Hessler Show, but the real Jay Black is going to join us. Big events going on tomorrow in Athens, including Game 2 of the Bulldog season and a pre-game ceremony that you are not going to want to miss. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. Hang tight. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I'll run this town to be near you.
Welcome back to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Uh, got most of the gang here tonight. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck has the night off. Uh, don't forget, you can register for free gas still online at WSBRadio.com or the WSB Radio app. And then listen Monday morning, 8 a.m. When else, Jay Black? 8 a.m.? 10 a.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m. That's why you get the big bucks. Uh, WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black in studio before he heads to the Classic City. Uh, Bulldog season in full swing. Game two tomorrow between the Hedges at Sanford Stadium taking on uh, Murray State. But I guess the big headline tomorrow, assuming the Dogs win, is not the game itself, but what is going to happen before the game on the field, Jay Black. Yeah, it won't be uh, just Sanford Stadium anymore. First time since they built the stadium 90 years ago that we'll have a little different name for it. Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium will be dedicated before the game, of course, to honor legendary UGA coach and athletic director Vince Dooley and his 40 years of service. And for, for new folks in Georgia that might not know about Vince Dooley, you know, there's young people listening to the Mark Arab show, and Vince Dooley was a legend back in the day. Give us a brief nutshell of why Vince Dooley is a legend at Georgia. 201 wins, six SEC championships, a national championship. As a coach. 25 years as the coach. While he was the coach... He took on athletic director duties wow. about about uh, halfway through yeah. and then spent another 25 years basically as the athletic director. So m- mesh all that together, 40 years of service from 1964 to 2004. And his athletic director tenure was just as good Absolutely. as he was as a football player. And, and a true Southern gentleman, if you ever had the chance to meet Vince Dooley, I've met him a couple times. What a nice guy. He and his wife, Barbara, just class people. So tomorrow before the game, let's start uh, with the radio show. What time are things going to kick off tomorrow? we got a pretty big tailgate show coming up tomorrow. We'll start things at noon, and we've got guests scheduled everywhere from Kevin Butler to Herschel Walker to Billy Payne to Vince Dooley himself. Everybody's coming back. Uh, that can for this dedication for Vince Doolin. Then we'll kick off at 4 All right, right so after the dedication for, against Murray State. The coverage begins here on your Home of the Dogs at noon on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Kickoff at 4 p.m. Uh, Vince Dooley, very humble man, Jay Black. Well, what does he think about uh, him actually uh, being, you know, the field being named for him? I'm proud of that, but I'm more proud that it's something that will be very, very special to my family for generations to come. So every time I kind of asked him, you know, what he thought yeah. about how it feels, what he mean, he kept pushing it off to other people. You know, it's great for my family. It's great for the other players. You know, he really wouldn't wouldn't get into that. But, you know, he just uh, incredibly, it's got to be an amazing honor to know that. Forever and always, yeah. your name's on this football field. And, and I asked him, you know, he, he's also among the many things he's taken up as hobbies and retirement as a historian. So he knows all about the only other two people in the 126-year history of Georgia football who've had their name attached to the venue. Dr. Hurdy was a father of Georgia football. Then Professor Sanford, president, who was the one that, was, that started the Red Black, which was uh, actually the organ for football. He was sort of the athletic representative as well. Then he became chancellor, and he was the one more than anybody that got that stadium to be built, particularly after going over and getting beat by Georgia Tech, where they had a had the, the big stadium, and we didn't have one. So, yeah, in 1929, actually 1927, Georgia had a team that could have won its conference then, mm-hmm. had to take its home game to Tech because they only had Hurdy Field. Tech had the big stadium yep. and lost to Tech. And at that point, they said, not again. We're making a stadium, and Dr. Sanford got the stadium built, same place it is now, only 62,000 more seats, and, uh, and then we'll have Dooley Field <laughs> attached to it tomorrow. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Jay will be covering all the uh, proceedings live tomorrow again. Uh, Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium. The uh, ceremony will begin tomorrow before the game. Our coverage starts at noon, kickoff at 4 p.m. What I really love about this, and and knock on wood, I hope, I hope Coach is with us for a long time, but he's getting up there. I love that the movers and shakers, the board of trustees, whomever made this happen, got it done while he's still with us. He's going to be there for the ceremony. His 87th birthday was Wednesday. Wow. 87. And, and you know, obviously he's not 40 years old anymore, but he's still, you you don't think he's 87. Not at all. But, yeah, and in this... It should have happened a while ago, sure. but those, you know, as things go with universities, politics, involved, yeah. yada yada yada, a lot of red tape. Yep, yeah. uh, 
Apparently, uh, Governor Kemp cut a lot of that red tape oh, when good. he became the governor. They've they've been friends for years, so Governor Kemp helped push that ball forward there. So, yeah, all his family's going to be there. He's got great-grandkids now. Wow. They'll all be there. So, yeah, I just I can't imagine what it's like to be him, just to have that pride and, and that and that honor bestowed upon you. Excellent. All right, so that's before the game. Let's yeah. we, we need to talk about the game. Um, we got a nice win against Vandy. Wasn't as big a margin of error, a margin of victory as some would have liked, but we got the win, SEC win. Um, on the road. Now we're at home against Murray State. What do we expect to see tomorrow? A lot of people playing football for Georgia. That's what we expect <laughs> to see tomorrow. Murray State, they are 1-0, which is kind of a rarity on Georgia's schedule right now. Yeah. A lot of teams that are on Georgia's schedule got beat last week. Uh, but Murray State beat Pikeville, which is an NAI. Never heard school. of it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, they're from Kentucky. Coach Smart says they like to run an up-tempo offense, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, Georgia should be just fine. So we'll get a taste to, to see a lot of the younger guys. And, and for Georgia, they need to get quarterbacks other than Jake Fromm. Sure. Get reps. some snaps, yeah. Because you've got a former walk-on quarterback and a walk-on quarterback behind Jake Fromm right now. Well, last week, not only did Georgia win, uh, but we saw a couple of former Georgia quarterbacks perform very well um, out west in Washington and in Ohio. Bulldog Nation okay with that, with uh, with Eason and... Uh, Justin Fields. And Fields yeah. doing well at, at another school. Good for them, and then uh, hopefully we'll beat them down the road. But, you know... <laughs> Georgia's got their guy. They're pretty yeah. happy with Fromm. He's the man. He's run off two five-star quarterbacks, but that's just the way college football is now. You can't – it's hard to have quarterback depth because everybody wants to play. So Stetson Bennett, the fourth, is the backup. Used to be a walk-on, went to junior college, came back to get a scholarship here, and then uh, it's walk-ons after that. So I want to see the mailman, Stetson Bennett, get a lot of snaps tomorrow against Murray State. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black in studio on the Mark Aram Show again tomorrow. Georgia and Murray State, our coverage begins at noon kickoff at four. I saw this on Twitter this morning, Jay. The average NFL offensive lineman weighs 214.8 pounds. Okay? 300. 314.8 pounds. Sorry. 314 point. That's a big, that's a yes, big fella. That's a big dude. Every Georgia starting offensive lineman weighs more than 314.8 pounds. Andrew Thomas, 320. Solomon Kinley, 335. Trey Hill, 330. Cade Mays, 318. Isaiah Wilson, 304. Those are some big dogs. And and the second string is bigger than the average yeah. too. It's you see a guy like Ben Cleveland who's who's been competing for the right guards. But it's like, man, this guy's enormous. <laughs> Just look at the one next to him. Man, this guy's Isaiah enormous. Will, Isaiah Wilson, <laughs> six seven, three fifty, and they're but they're not fat. Yeah, they're just humongous yeah. athletes. I talked to Andrew Thomas. I wish somebody had taken a picture of this at the SEC media day. I mean, me on a step stool trying to get up to Georgia's first round pick at, at tackle. It's like there's no, there's there's no fat on these guys. They're yeah. just big they're and athletic, and the offensive line is just fantastic and deep. Do you know what's also massive? Massive our coverage of the Georgia Bulldogs. It's right. going to begin tomorrow at noon. Kickoff at four. Dogs and Murray State, and of course the pregame festivities honoring the legendary coach Vince Dooley. And on the WSB Radio app now. If you missed yes, last week, exactly. You can stream the football game on the app. You can stream it on Amazon Alexa. Just say play WSB. As long as you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we'll have Georgia football covered for you on all platforms. Bring us home a WJ. Will do. 2 and 0. From Jay Black to Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. You don't get that anywhere else but on the Mark Aram Show. Folks, uh, happy Friday, Britt. How are you, my friend? Happy Friday. It is Shabbat. It is uh, Shabbat. Shalom to you. We're feeling good. We are feeling good. And this is a huge weekend in Atlanta. We've got uh, the One Fest, the Music Fest in Centennial Olympic Park. The Braves are in town. Yes. Trying to wrap up the NL East. What else is cooking this town? Yes, uh, we have got the Bourbon Festival going on at City Winery. Are you a bourbon guy? I'm more of a scotch guy, but I'll drink bourbon. Okay. It's a little too sweet for my taste, but I'll drink it if you give I'll it I'll drink to me. it on the rocks. And it doesn't get, really give me a hangover. Nice. Which is like... What else do you want in life when you're 33 and uh, can drink something that doesn't give you a hangover? So um, they they will have 50 different kinds of bourbon and whiskey options. Okay. Um, cocktails, wine, and beer. So it's not really just a bourbon festival. It's kind of just an alcohol festival. Um, and so they'll have live music. Tickets for that are $75 day of event. Um if you are looking for something uh, a little more into the car and auto scene, we've mm -hmm. got the Atlanta British Car Fair. Wow. And that is going down in downtown Norcross. Um, it's just going to be everything from cars, motorcycles, people, and all things British. It's a free event. So if you're not looking to spend some dough... Go and check out some British, some British cars, some British, all British kind of things. Beautiful. 
Um, this is more up your alley as well. The Korean Barbecue Festival. Oh. Do you like Korean barbecue? I went for the, my first time in Vegas uh, a couple months ago. How'd you like it? I enjoyed it. It was a cool Do you like experience. the whole process? Yeah, it was very cool. Because you got to do a lot of work. Well, that's you what know? I thought you, they did it all for us. Oh, they did? Yeah, I mean, we must have been in a fancy place because I thought I was going to have to cook my own food, but they did it all for us. Right. I kind of enjoy the, that process, like yeah. when they give you the raw meat. And um, you remember Dante's Down the back, in the yeah. back in the day? Um, I love going there for my birthday, and I feel like you would do... What was that? Fondue. Fondue. Right. I was there for the last night they were open. I love that place. Why do you, Why they just they, weren't... Well, the real estate was too expensive. They, they sold it. They made millions selling the location. Got There's it. a high-rise there now. Got it. Uh, well, so when is that? When is that? The so, Korean. Korean Barbecue Festival is on the 7th, and it is at mm. uh, Blackburn Park in Brookhaven. All right. That's Saturday. So, yes. I got to throw in a plug. That, uh, yeah. For uh, Sunday... I am judging the Atlanta Kosher Barbecue Festival. Oh, boy. Yes, exactly. What temple so, is that at? Uh, it's in Sandy Springs uh -huh. uh, at 1 Galambos Way. Okay. Um, I'll be there uh, early. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty excited. So I'm the celebrity judge at the Atlanta Kosher Barbecue Festival. I love that. This Sunday in Sandy Springs. So if, if you're up and about Sunday, yeah. come in and uh, I'll, I'll hook you up with some kosher brisket or something. <laughs> Maybe, perhaps. So is it different restaurants that are kind of doing this or I, I don't really know all okay. the details yet. you're just you're like there's gonna be food and i will be eating yes. and i'll be judging yes so that that's good i'm pretty excited about this so, that's awesome uh that's gonna be sunday I do you know like, what you're gonna wear that's important i don't know what i'm gonna probably a wsb tv polo shirt okay. is probably what i'm gonna some wear some cargo shirts yeah and, no and not something. cargo shirts <laughs> that dag another thing and this, uh, this is coming up next half hour on the show yes uh there's a luau at the optimist oh we're gonna talk to uh one of the head honchos in the ford fry empire he's gonna tell us about that but that also Fancy. is on sunday so and the nfl season starts the bulldogs right. are here yep a lot going on there my boyfriend but. was doing his uh do you do fantasy football i assume you do i'm in like eight leagues yeah you know, I love football, and I guess he's in a few different leagues, yeah. but, like, the, the draft was going on, I guess, Monday and Tuesday night sure. at, like, 10 o'clock. I'm like, <laughs> football, number one, yeah. Brittany, number two, and well, it's, like, on deck. Your pick. Uh, <laughs> I've been, I'm, I'm in that league with the same that oh you're on God. the clock. Like, can we just tune this? Exactly. You know, I was like trying to read a book in it's bed. It's football just to, season, Britt. You got to get know. it done. I know. I got to take it in and just accept it. All this stuff is available on WSBTV.com and social media. Where yes, can we hit you up? at Access ATL. And I am at Britt Elise, B-R-I-T-T-I-L-I-S-E. And uh, follow us on Instagram. Hit us up. Cool. I'll see you next week. Okay. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. All right, welcome back to the show. As always, we thank Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta breaking down the uh, the amazing events going on in our amazing city. We've got to time that just right, Longoria, because we can't have Jay Black and Brittany in the same in the studio at the same time. Uh -oh. So it's kind of like a magician. We 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 whisk Jay Black out like of the studio door. and bring Brittany in because it'd just be too awkward. <laughs> Jay's starstruck oh, yeah. when he sees Brittany. <laughs> too awkward for Jay. Yeah, uh, she's a, she's a very pretty girl, yeah. and Jay Black likes pretty girls. So it's kind of a anyway. It, there's a there's a lot of juggling that goes behind the scenes to make sure that Jay can do his segment focused and not creep out Brittany and Brittany can come in and feel safe a safe place here. <laughs> Just have a safe show. room, right? Yeah, a safe, a safe room exactly. A safe word. What was the word you taught your daughters? Kuka. Kuka. That's her so, safe word. Someone on Facebook says that's a bad word in Spanish. By the way, really? I don't, I don't know. Think so no. it's, I don't, if it is, it's fake. Yeah. If it is, you have to bleep this out on the uh, podcast. I guess so. I don't remember heard it. All right, Longoria is going to take care of all our kukas, and then we'll come back after this. Can we do that? Yeah. All right. Uh, on Twitter, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram. Uh, Mark Aram WSB on Facebook and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey there, this is Patrick Warburton, and you are listening to The Mark Aram Show. Who, by the way... Oh, my Jesus, fish. He packed in the animals two by two. Ox, a camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the stars, chips, and ham. Tell me about God's master plan. Oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Loyal 
listeners of the Mark Aram Show know my life revolves around food, so I'm always uh, happy to help out the culinary community in Metro Atlanta. Joining us on the show tonight, the Vice President of Culinary for the Rocket Farm Restaurant Group, a.k.a. Ford Fries Joints. It's Drew Baleen. Drew, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm really excited you're here. First of all, I want to talk food with you, but uh, this Sunday, uh, The Optimist, which is one of my favorite joints in town, is ending the summer with an epic summer send-off, a summer luau. What's going on there? Summer luau. So we got a big pig roast. This is one of my favorite events. Uh, I think this is our second annual one that we've done. Um, we bring in a couple pigs. Uh, we do it sort of a... I guess a Hawaiian luau style mm-hmm. pig roast, except I'm not sure that the fire department would let us dig a huge hole in the ground out <laughs> sure, in West right Midtown. <laughs> right. So we do, we bring in these boxes called a uh, kahachinas. Uh, we bring these pigs in a little bit of a uh, sort of traditional soy pineapple marinade. Some banana leaves go down and we roast this pig. It's like a coals on top sort of situation. So these pigs are splayed out and that skin just gets super crispy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody kind of runs through. We got some sides to go with that. We got some pork sliders out. We got some some raw oysters. We got some roasted oysters. We got well, that, that makes shrimp. sense with the oysters. At all. I was trying to think where the pig uh, theme fits in with the optimist, the seafood. Oh, it's right. fun just to kind of get outside of the uh, the seafood sort of uh, box that we're stuck in over there and roast a pig every once in a while. Very so. cool. But we also have, we will have some oysters too. All so. right. So the summer luau is this Sunday, September eighth, from three to eight p.m. Uh, it's fifty five dollars per person. That includes food, two drink tickets, tax, and gratuity. How can uh, how can we get these tickets um tickets are sold through eventbrite uh there's a link on our facebook page there's a link on our instagram page so this is the optimist um, facebook page the optimist facebook okay. page the optimist instagram page uh and through eventbrite you can purchase tickets on there excellent uh so drew Boline from uh the ford fry joints around metro how many are there now there's seven Gosh. eight nine ten seven eight i think there's actually now we just opened another one in nashville we're having a tough time tracking oh, how right. many there are that. there's 17 Seventeen total. Don't quote me on that. Uh, no, no problem. And you started at two four six in Decatur. Started at two four six at the second one. Um, and now I love that place, by the way. It's it's very inconvenient for me to get to Decatur. It's hard to get over there. I live over there. Uh, <laughs> if you live over there, it's great because the I mean the food in, in Decatur is amazing. But I live on Howell Mill. Okay, and yep, it's, that's it's just hall. like it's just like there's no direct way. But when I do go to uh, Decatur, two four six is amazing. I'm a big Italian food freak, so. That's good stuff. Spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. No, so I was just in Connecticut uh, last weekend, and I had this the Sunday Italian dinner at my friend's mom's house. And, I mean, a pot of meatballs and sausage, bigger, I mean, like, probably you could roast a pig in it. It was just the sauce, the gravy, the meatballs. It was it was oh so good. Oh, yeah. It was oh so good. Um, so you started there, and, and you worked your way to this uh, vice president of culinary position, which is pretty cool. I guess there's so many now. We, I guess we need a vice president for the culinary. <laughs> but it's it's fun. It's an interesting position. I just kind of, I go around, I work with the chefs on their new menus. I do a lot of the concept development for all the, the new stuff that's coming down the pipe. Um, I just drive around. I do a lot of eating these days, which is uh, well, you not look, a bad you, place You don't to look be. like you do a lot of eating. I do a lot of jogging as yeah. well. <laughs> you, well, Ford all of a sudden is like in shape and buff and everything. Uh, I know. He's looking great. That's, um, I miss old old chubby Ford Fry. <laughs> he was more relatable than this buff guy now. <laughs> I agree. Uh, uh, Drew, let me ask you a question. Folks maybe not familiar with uh, all of Ford's restaurants. Give me give me a couple of dishes they, they could try. That, some standout dishes at a couple of the restaurants. Man, that's a tough one. My, so my favorite, uh, I, I'm kind of a I eat all this fancy food, but like I'm, I'm just sort of a simple, simple kind of guy. One of my favorite, all-time favorite dishes is the, uh, well, we have these steaks at Marcel. Oh, meats yes. by Lynn stuff. So, like, just for me, the simplicity of just a steak on a plate with a little bit of brown butter and some beetle But my favorite one is we have this dry-aged ribeye uh, bone-in at Marcel. I get that with a little bit of uh, the palms puree on the side or the uh, uh, palms definois. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's just it for me. Do you know what I had? Uh, well, I, I'm not going to say the best meal, the most memorable meal I had at Marcel was I think it was over over the holidays and around Christmas. I had the veal parm. Oh yeah. Oh my good. I mean, it fe- it could feed a, a small village for a week or me for a day and a half. It was a monster piece of veal. It was I, amazing. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, veal chop. We take the veal chop. We pound it out thin. 
um, a little bit of breading and that gets sort of fried in butter and then we top it with a little bit of a San Marzano tomato, yes. some uh, mozzarella, a little bit of Parmigiano Reggiano, some basil and we just throw it in the oven Crazy and just good. bake it. It's Crazy so good. good. I'm glad you brought that. Everybody kind of forgets about all the yeah. entrees at Marcel. Exactly. Well, you got the, highlight. The, the burgers and the boozy shakes and yep. all that stuff yep. going on. Yeah, amazing stuff. All right, I'm, I'm officially hungry now. Drew, thank you. The uh, the link to the luau, which is this Sunday, 3 to 8 p.m. I imagine I'm going to, if my girlfriend's listening right now, I imagine I will be there. So you can come see me and enjoy uh, the pig roast and uh, Blue Point oysters, pork sliders, peel and eat shrimp. Good stuff. Uh, the, the link is on the Optimist Facebook page and Instagram page. I'll tweet it out and put it on my Facebook page as well. Drew, thank you so much for coming in, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, joining us on the Mark Aram Show now, local kid done good. Paul Downs Calazo joins us on the program, and you might be saying, oh, I know Paul, or who the heck is Paul? Well, Paul is a writer and director, and he's making his directorial debut with this year's Sundance Breakout. Brittany runs a marathon. Huge reviews on this movie. Uh, Paul, welcome to the program. How are you, buddy? Good. Thanks for having me. So I got to start. Where where in Atlanta are you from? Where, where are your roots buried? Uh, Alpharetta, Johns Creek area. I went to Chattahoochee High School. Oh, excellent. The hooch. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Atlanta's kind of turned into the Hollywood of the South. Uh, I'm assuming you caught the bug before we became, you know, the film mecca down here, right? I, you guys really have. I left, I graduated in 2003 and moved to New York, and I, I haven't, I haven't uh, moved back, but I, I, I'm dying to get down here again. Well, you'll, hopefully you'll be here on September 6th when the movie premieres in Atlanta. If not, tell the folks about the movie and how we can see it. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a story about my uh, friend who I lived with in my 20s, uh, whose real name is Brittany. Uh, it's a different character than she is, but it's inspired by her. And this is about a woman who's, you know, uh, trying to find her footing in life. She's a bit of a party girl, and she's trying to, uh, you know, not fall behind in life and, and catch up with everyone else. And she has to figure out how to do that for herself, and she doesn't really have any prospects for uh, anything uh, for her to be proud of right now. So she starts by running one block, and then the next day two, and then she uh, sets a goal for running the New York City Marathon, and we sort of follow her journey as she, as she does that. Paul Downs Calazo joins us on the Mark Aram Show. The uh, movie is Brittany Runs a Marathon in Atlanta on September 6th. So my brother uh, makes movies as well. And, and getting into Sundance, that's huge. How did that, how did that occur? That was uh, sort of a dream come true situation. I, uh, we applied. You know, a lot of films apply, thousands and thousands. And I, had, I knew it was a time for us to start hearing if we were going to start hearing. And I had gotten a phone call that, that somebody from Sundance was calling people looking for my phone number, which feels like a hilarious way <laughs> yeah, exactly. for the biggest festival to try to get a hold of you. And so I, I had leashed up my dog uh, on my house in Long Island, and I sort of just sat down the leash and sat at my desk and waited for my phone to ring for about 20 minutes. And and it rang, and, and you know, we, uh, we premiered in January there, and we won the Audience Award. It was a crazy, incredible experience. But people were laughing really hard and then really emotional at the end of the movie. So, you know, we hope that the rest of America would have that response. How did Amazon get involved? Because uh, I'm told Amazon picked up the film, and, and that's how we're going to see it here in Atlanta on September 6th. Yeah, so at, right after the film premiered, uh, there are these iconic Sundance bidding wars where sometimes movies spark a lot of interest, and then you just sort of stay up all night as, as different bidders tell you why they should, uh, you know, take your film and, and show it to the world. And so we were lucky enough to be in a situation like that where we were dealing with a lot of possible buyers. And um, Amazon came into the meeting with 14 people uh, uh, talking about their personal relationship to the movie and how much they loved it and they saw themselves in it and how they wanted to bring it to the world in a theatrical way. It was really important to me that people got to see this in theaters because it's a movie about community and about uh, sort of, learning to uh, empathize with people that you don't normally empathize with. And I thought that that's done shoulder to shoulder uh, with a friend on one side and a stranger on the other. So Amazon was really supportive of that, and they, they came in with the winning offer. Excellent. Congrats, Paul. Uh, Paul Downs Calazo, Chattahoochee High grad, um, doing well in the uh, in the movie business, which is a tough thing to do. He's a writer and a director. The film will be in Atlanta on, on September 6th. Will you be down here, Paul? Are you going to be able to make it down? I'm finding out right now. I've, I've been all over this country trying to promote this thing, but my hope is to get down there. Excellent. And if folks want to know more about you and this movie, uh, where can we find you online, social media, and all that good stuff? PDCNYC.
But if you go to a showing in Atlanta, there's a good chance my mom will be at that theater. So say hi to Stacey. I was gonna, I was gonna say how how proud are your parents about this? This is pretty huge. They're really, I mean, they're they're, they're excited. They they saw it in Sundance and they you know they're seeing it multiple times in theaters. Because I would imagine when when you know you go off and say you say to your folks, hey, listen, I'm gonna go be a writer and director. They're like you know, come on, we get a real job, be an insurance salesman or something. Um, and then this is kind of a nice validation that, hey, I made the right career move. They were always supportive, even 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 when I was in high school and, I, you know, I would be off with my camera somewhere. They were, you know, in hindsight, impressively supportive of a kid with a camera and a dream. <laughs> Good for them. All right, Paul, tell us uh, where on social media we can find you again before the uh, movie premieres here in Atlanta. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at PDCNYC. P-D-C-N-Y-C. Paul, thanks for yeah. joining us. Congrats, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up when you're in town. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll, I'll save you the Nashville hot chicken sitting here for you, too. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, Paul. All right, thanks to Drew Beline and Paul Downs Calazo. Um, I'm going to try to make that luau at the Optimus this week, but tomorrow... Uh, Sunday, rather, I've got to host that uh, or judge that kosher barbecue contest. So I don't know how much time and f- and space in my stomach I have, Deb Green, on Sunday to do all that. Maybe I can send you in my stead to the pig roast, <laughs> to the luau. I would, I would do that. If it, if it involves a costume, I will go. I, I think you can wear a costume, it's, Longoria. If it's luau, I would show yeah, up Yeah, I would wear a costume anywhere, yeah, I would right. assume. Yeah. <laughs> Longoria's going to show up in his Texans jersey. Yeah, <laughs> There's my, that's my costume. I'm assuming okay. that's what you're doing this weekend, is just watching football. Well, Monday night is the Texans, so... Oh, oh so you can relax you on Sunday. Too. Are you going to be here Monday, then? I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll be here. That's why he's stoic, uh, Deb Green, because he shows up, even when his team's playing on yeah. a Monday night. On a Monday night football where everybody can see it. He's going to be here working. Good stuff. All right, uh, we'll be right back. We have one segment to go. Hang tight. It's the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Welcome back. Final segment of the Mark Aram Show. Fun show tonight. Thanks, as always, to uh, Jay Black, the angry one. Brittany from Access Atlanta telling us about all the amazing stuff going on this weekend. Drew Beline from Ford Fry's Restaurant Empire and local filmmaker Paul Downs Calazo. Uh, don't forget you can see his movie here in Atlanta now. Brittany runs a marathon. But it is time, Longoria, my stoic friend, to do Star of the Show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? Well, it's not low T because he's been MIA the last two days. True. Uh, okay. We were told not to take any more vacation until Thanksgiving. That's he, what I was told. He's taken nine days so far. Nine times. Um, I'll <laughs> give it to you guys. You guys should. Oh, and Scott. Yeah. Longoria, Scott, Deb Green, all getting star of the show. Nice. Good right. job, buddy. Good job. All right. We got a full week of shows next week. Mm-hmm. We got amazing stuff lined up. Uh, so you don't want to miss it. And you can listen to the podcast 24-7 on WSBRadio.com, iTunes, or SoundCloud, uh, and the WSB Radio app on demand. Uh, I will continue the conversation throughout the weekend on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.